As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. everybody and welcome to the Chris Vaccaro Show. I gotta get a real theme song. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, part of the Athletic Fantasy Football Network. Uh, with me as always, your host and best friend and uh, lover of all things cheese, Chris Vaccaro. That's weird. Lover of all things cheese. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. You got stumped. You didn't know where to go. You didn't know where to take it, did you? Lover of all no. things. Geez. No, I, there was, I, I should have just stopped after the two, yeah. but I had to go up the third thing. Yeah. Nando, how are you, my friend? How was your week Good. eight? It was uh, up and down. Up and actually. down, yeah. Sounds like my season, uh, mostly down. And uh, we'll focus no, on the bad. we'll focus on the positives. It was a huge trade deadline today. Let's uh, get into that. Not really? Well, uh, so either you think it was a big deal? I don't think like like nothing significant that's going to make me run to the waiver wire tonight. Mm-hmm. And make moves, like if a couple guys existed on my team, even all right, let me, just, let me just throw something at you, like Chase Edmonds. Right? Is that a big deal? Is it a big deal? Um, no. no I, I, listen, I know what you're saying. There are a lot of deals today that didn't shake up the uh, you know the fantasy landscape. There were some names that we were hoping, you know, a Brandon Cooks, uh, a Kareem Hunt. That's who I was focused in on, hoping the that he would move to a better spot. You know, so no, maybe the big names didn't get moved. Obviously, the 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 big name that was traded was the first one of the day was the TJ Hawkinson trade. That yeah. that was crazy and unexpected to me because he wasn't even rumored to really be on the move. But uh yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Most of these other deals uh they they're just deals and and moves that can be made that you could just go to the wire and add these guys, some of them as uh, speculative speculative ads, that was a tongue twister. I, uh, I'll, I'll put it. Mm-hmm. I think something like the Chase Claypool trade. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm a big I'm, I'm big on Chase Claypool. I think he's good. I, I don't think he gets the uh, the praise that he deserves. Um, that's gonna. I think that's gonna boost Justin Fields like twenty percent. And this is not my obsession with Justin Fields. <laughs> this is objectively like it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna change Claypool's value much. But you know, like the like yeah. I really think the only person like the winner from today's trade deadline is Justin Fields. The only Hawkinson, winner? Yeah, maybe. really? 
Well, Hawkinson will fit. We had Thor Nystrom on the on the show we do on Better uh, Sports Network. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came on. He actually had a tweet that was like, "Your mind goes nuts thinking what uh, uh, Hawkinson could do in a Kevin O'Connell offense." Yeah. No, I'm and excited. He came on. He explained yeah. it. It was really good. It was a really good explanation of why he's going to be an amazing fit and the kind of tight end that they needed that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, so all right, I'll give him that. I'll give Hawkinson that. And I guess uh. I already forgot the dude who might be taking over for Detroit. Who one of our James Mitchell? Likes. Yeah, uh, that was like it was very just like yeah, cut and dry. Like oh, it's James Mitchell time. Yeah, he's gonna be a deep uh, speculative ad. Um, you know, for all of us tight end needy uh, fantasy players in in competitive leagues, you'll see a couple bucks thrown on him. Just you know, wait and see. You never know. The, uh, I don't know much about him personally, um, but. You know, he could come out this week. He could play 80%, 90% of the snaps. Hawkinson's gone. The other tight end, uh, Wright, is, uh, you know, got concussed this past week. So maybe this tight end out of nowhere, maybe this is why they made the move to, to move on from Hawkinson uh, and as well as get the draft picks and rebuild and reload. Well, they, they fire their offensive coordinator too. Yeah, that's, you know, that uh, who? No, I'm sorry. No, the Colts, yeah, the did. Colts did. Yeah, you're already. Yeah, you're already going down the wrong roads. Yeah, my bad. Uh, no, because Detroit fired their special teams uh, wanna, defensive coordinator. I want to say maybe defensive back coach, but yeah, whatever, we'll it was. whatever it is. But listen, the Hawkinson trade when the Hawkinson trade went down this morning. You know, it was it was a head scratcher at first, but then we later learned that Irv Smith. The, you know, gets the high ankle sprain. He's out eight to ten weeks, uh, six to eight weeks, whatever. His season's done. Uh, so all the high hopes that we all had for Irv Smith, so you can wipe that down the toilet for the 18th time, I feel like, in the last couple of years. For me, here's the issue with Hawkinson. Uh, it's a tight end position, so it's always kind of tough to know. Is he even going to play this week? Are they going to make him active? I'm, I'll assume they make him active for this week, but... You can't see him having a big week right off the bat, moving mid, you know, he gets there tomorrow, blah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, does it take him a couple weeks to get back into the system? Now, long term, I think I think it's a great move to move Hawkinson to Minnesota. You're going to look up in weeks 12, 13, 14, and I think Hawkinson will be a top five tight end in this Viking offense. But other than that, man, uh, tight ends are dropping by the uh, by the second in fantasy football. Never mind that we have six teams on a bye, and most of them have serviceable top 12 tight ends. Yeah. So you take out Irv Smith, you take out TJ Hawkinson from, you know, consideration really this upcoming week, and uh, on and on and on. We can get into that later, but, uh, you know. We can get into that now if you'd like. All right, well, listen, I'm just... I feel like we lead a lot of shows with tight ends, and then you're like, oh, that was a boring show, and I think it's because... We talk about tight ends and not about what that weird noise is in the background. Yeah, there was a motorcycle going down the street at like 300 miles an hour, Nando. And, oh, uh, I hate those. Do you ever think about throwing eggs? And, and, and I think he's actually... Noise at night like that? The funny thing is I think he's coming back right now. It sounds like he's getting. going back and forth, yeah. Can you believe this? Throw some eggs at him, Chris. See what happens. I really want. Do you have eggs? How many eggs do you have in your house? Uh, mm, probably a lot. You're a health nut now. You probably eat them raw, like Rocky. You know, I was, but now, uh, you know, I'm I'm not too much now. But I was on an egg white kick for a while, Nando, but not so much anymore. So because they're gross, right? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I enjoy a decent egg white breakfast. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this guy. Yeah, I can't believe the noise. It's it's trying. To, it's kind of hard for me to copy. 
going on over here, Nando. I got to be honest with you. But um, listen, back on on brand here. Let's get back uh, to the matter at hand with the tight ends. We have the Browns with Njoku and the bomb that was Harrison Bryant. Sorry for that recommendation to our listeners. Uh, I think you're right. You're right. Listen, I, I think a lot of us were in on Harrison Bryant uh, this week with Njoku out. But regardless, they're on a bye week. Those two guys are out. You take George Kittle out of the mix. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz is on a bye. He's out of the mix. Denver with Greg Dolchich, who is emerging as a top 10 fantasy option, right? Uh, these last couple of weeks has hit the ground running. I think once he comes off of his bye... You could expect Dolchich to be locked in as a top ten tight end every week in the in the rankings, um, and then Pat Fryer move, right? So that's five tight ends right there that are on a buy. Add into the mix that we don't know what the hell is going on with Darren Waller nowadays. That's dude. That that is uh, weird and frustrating. And it's a bust. He's just a bust. Uh, you know, he's he, he got his money and he and he's. He's well. No, I mean, that could be Josh McDaniels. Could just not be like a. No, he's hurt. Let's just chalk it up to hurt. He's just always right. hurt. This guy, and he's out of the mix. Tyler Higby, he's banged up now. Um, we, we touched on Hawkinson and Urban. Mark Andrews is going to be an issue now. Monday night football. What are you going to do? We have to see all week long. Um, what's going to happen with him? If he's even going to get onto the practice field before Friday and Saturday, uh, for a Monday night game. That adds another big, you know, uh, conundrum to us fantasy players. When you look at the tight end landscape here, I mean, half the teams in a 12-man league are going to be playing with, like, a garbage tight end. You know, luckily Travis Kelsey comes back into the mix this uh, week uh, off his bye, as well as Gerald Everett, who I'd probably view as a top six, eight uh, option this week. It's just really, it's like Sias was asking me he's uh yeah. how much he should bid on Gerald Everett. He's a free agent in his league. Yeah. And right. I'm like, I wouldn't go nuts on this, man. Like you get like yeah, it seems attractive, but like he could just bust like everybody else. He could be, you know, three for thirty two, like everybody else. Uh, yeah, of course he can, but you know what? Mike Williams is out of the mix now. As you come off the bye, you won't see him for about a month, probably, if not longer, with the high ankle sprain as well. So Everett's gonna have to step up and play a bigger role in this offense. We still don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen. They might be down both of these guys because Keenan Allen didn't do much. Uh, you know, he, he returned in the game right before the bye, but barely played. So he obviously wasn't ready. And uh, even Josh Palmer's a little nicked up as he was heading into the bye. So they might rely on DeAndre Carter, Tom. Yeah, DeAndre Carter. You know what? I, I, I bid on DeAndre Carter last week, even as the Chargers were on a bye week, just to have him for this upcoming week. So uh, I'm going to be putting him in some lineups this week. But anyway, listen, Nanda, the, the, the tight end position is just an absolute horror show. Rinse and repeat. We say it every single year uh, at this time, it feels like. And we did have some high hopes a, a while ago for the tight end position, but it's, you know, quickly disintegrated into what it is already. Where are you on Isaiah Likely? So uh, that's you bring up uh, Isaiah Likely, and I think he's going to be a pretty popular ad. If Tyler Conklin for the Jets is also available, those are two of the biggest names that I see available in the free agent pool at the high stakes level right now. Conklin was very you know productive the first month of the season, and then fell off the cliff right for the Jets. Right. Now he comes back with a couple good games in a row. He's heavily targeted again this past week. So now he's going to be a big bid 
especially, like I said, with the way everybody's desperate and dying at the tight end position. I tweeted out earlier today, Nando. There's so many yeah. so many of my it teams. Gets so, it gets so hot when you talk about Twitter. Yeah. And your tweets. Oh, my tweets. But anyway. Oh, what did the high stakes guy, what did they reply to your tweet? Oh, God. Anyway. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You said that so creepily. So, that was so creepy. Go ahead. Tell man, tweet me. Out today. I'm sorry. No, just how many teams that I have that I'm carrying three tight ends and none of them will be available for me this upcoming week. I go through all my teams today and it's amazing. Like all my George Kittle teams usually have uh, Irv, uh, either Irv Smith or Njoku backing him up as well as my Waller teams or, you know, uh, an Njoku Irv Smith team with a Greg Dolchich. Like I have combinations of all these guys, it seems, on, on my crazy. teams and I look at my rosters, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I have three tight ends, and none of them are going to be playing. And I'm bidding on tight ends in almost all my leagues this week. So yep. it's it's really crazy. Um, you know, you know. I mean, you're obviously going to drop Irv Smith. Yeah, Irv Smith. Um, yeah, that worked out well, actually, because if Irv Smith, uh, before today's news of the high ankle sprain and IR and out, you know, he was just nicked up. I didn't know if he was just going to miss a couple weeks. Like, we're kind of in limbo also with the Njoku no, uh, news, right? So I said last week, you know what? All right, I'm obviously, I'm going to keep Njoku because the news started turning, like, more positive towards the end of the week. You know, originally it was like, oh, high ankle sprain. He might be out four to six weeks. And I was like, all right, I probably, I might drop this guy as desperate as I might be down the road at tight end. I can't hold four to six weeks. And then it said, all right, you know what? Maybe he avoided a high ankle sprain. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. So I was like, all right, I'm keeping him. But then my strategy flipped quickly to go overbid and get Harrison Bryant. So you just lock up the Browns tight ends for a couple of weeks, knowing full well that they had this bye week in week nine. But I also had like a, another tight end on, on a roster. Now, here we are going into week nine and, you know, you, you got to drop Harrison Bryant again. So that backfired. You know, you know who I think I would grab? Mm. Just like look at it. You just see, you know, guy after guy of like uneven scoring, uneven scoring. Yeah. You know, this guy would have even like. No offense. You're talking about uh, Tyler Conklin. Mm -hmm. I think Foster Moreau is the guy I'm going to grab. Mm. Foster Moreau had uh, nine targets last week. We know Dar Darren Waller is probably not coming yeah, back. Yeah, but how do you do that if you're not the Darren Waller? How do you do that if you're not the Darren Waller on Nando? Because Foster Moreau, if Darren Waller doesn't start. Foster Moreau is at least somebody you can grab for a week. Like you talk about your two guys on bye. Yeah, but you Foster know, Foster Moreau is at least a you know your Irv Smith replacement, your third tight end, and then you can just drop him again next week or the week after when Waller's back. No, but you're missing my point of like, all right, so waivers runs. People are gonna be listening to our, this show tomorrow, Wednesday. Okay, waivers runs tonight. Hopefully. Like unless Waller's back out on the practice field, and it looks good to go on a Wednesday. Up, like, report. Like, yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it's not. It's not like I can make a case that like, mm. hey, you gotta make sure you get Logan Thomas yeah. instead of Foster Moreau. Like the gamble I'm taking is if Waller doesn't play, yeah, Moreau. Even if Waller does, I don't even know, man. Nah. Like the, the Josh McDaniels offense, if that truly mm. was Josh McDaniels offense, used to thrive on two tight ends, and Moreau seems to be more of a uh, Josh McDaniels tight end than Darren Waller is. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen much of Waller to even see how, uh, you know, he would be in this offense. And speaking of this offense, Nando, I know we're jumping all around as usual, but what a pathetic... Uh, oh, don't worry. I've got it. Look, I, I got it written down in the, the rundown. <laughs> so it'll look like we did this yeah, on purpose. I love your rundowns, by the way. 
when they come out. But what a pathetic, (laughs) pathetic, what was that? This Josh McDaniels offense is just absolute tanking. Like you go to New Orleans without Marshawn Lattimore, a corner, and I'm thinking Devontae Adams is going to be in for a field day. And this team gets shut out. Derek Carr gives two points, two fantasy points. He he completely sank. But this whole Raider team sank a lot of my fantasy lineups because all my Devontae Adams teams, he gets a one, you know, gets what one point. Derek Carr. If you had Derek Carr as your quarterback this past week, you lost. You were done. You can't survive with a quarterback giving you two points. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then another guy that's just having a miserable season, Hunter Renfro. You know, Hunter Renfro yeah. was like that that sixth, seventh round wide receiver. Nobody was really crazy about him, but other people were like, hey, listen, you know, in this McDaniels offense, he could turn Renfro into a he Julian Edelman, West yeah. Welker type. A lot of people started getting in on him. You know, it, it was like, hey – you could do a lot worse as your your wide receiver four flex play or your wide receiver three than Renfro. You know, he's safer to catch 80, 90 balls. He's a PPR monster. And, you know, he comes out with one catch this past week. I mean, the whole offense blew up and sunk this week. But still, Renfro's just having a terrible season. And I don't know what to, to think of this. But I was dead wrong on Derek Carr. I really thought he was the answer along with Russell Wilson. As that sneaky, I don't want to call it a late round quarterback. I'm like a mid round quarterback. If you missed out on the elite, you know, the top eight, 10 guys, I, I was comfortable waiting and getting the Russell Wilson, Derek Carrs of the world, which I we all thought in this AFC West would be shootout cities with these big time offenses. And I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong. Most of us in the industry couldn't have been more wrong. The Raiders and Broncos offenses are just absolute trash and Carr and Russell Wilson are at the, you know, in the driver's seat driving this into the, you know, off the cliff. So just terrible. You know, you have Russell Wilson and Derek Carr. You're you're far, far away from, you know, the top of the standings most likely. Stuck with them all year long. Are you at the point where you're ditching them? For like uh, for Justin Fields, uh, yeah. Oh, if I yeah, if I could, if I could start Justin, hey, I've come around, Nando. All right, oh, let me admit is, it. I know you're. No, listen, if I, you're playing, he's polarizing. No, I, it's not for me. It's not for you. It to be is. Like, hey, it tell is, me I'm right. It is. You know, oh yes. If you're, if you know, and if you're playing, uh, Nando, oh, Nando name bingo at home. Cross off Justin Fields off your list. Don't worry, Dante Foreman's coming. So All right, well, hang actually, on no, tight. You think, you think of a more polarizing quarter. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think is. No, I'm not knocking. All right, Trevor you. Lawrence. No, uh, I don't really love Trevor Lawrence right now. I had high hopes for him too. I thought he was like a sneaky yeah, QB too. Yeah. 
But that offense doesn't impress me. Unlike who is in that offense, Travis Etienne. My God, I love this guy. Rest of season, top six fantasy running back PPR. Oh, yeah. yeah. I told you, man, you should have been bold. You should have been very much bolder. You did tell me that last week. I did, too. But I, but I did. I yeah. told him a top – I said top 10 RB1 rest of the season. Well, actually, that's not a that's not a hot take. I mean, that's not something like, oh, my God. Picaro's I think saying. I deleted that part because I think – so here's here's what your good of friend Nando the, does for you. How do you how do you take my articles and just no. decide what you want to delete and, and add and – like I, I feel like when you send out my article, I don't even know what's coming out. Because the way you top, change them all because up top, now. you said he was a top five, and uh-huh. then later you're like he's top ten, and I'm like, well, you know what? Let me just stick with the top five uh-huh. instead of like because you're contradicting yourself. Okay, all right. So I took out the top ten. And I kept the top five in. So you're welcome. I made you look better. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Credit to you then. No, yeah. Now you want to take back all those nasty. Nando, uh, Halloween the other day. What candy did you give out at your home to the kids? I didn't. Excuse me. We gave away Pokemon. Uh, they had these Halloween. Tr- no, you didn't. <laughs> trick or trick or trade. This is a- trick or trade packs. We were the most popular townhouse on the lawn. Wait, let me get this right. Wait, 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 wait. Back up one second. Let me get this right. You on, didn't man. give Fast. out any candy or chocolate. You gave out. Yeah, we did. Poke- we gave out Reese's. Oh, all right, you, you're just playing games. This is fun. well. No, we also gave out Pokemon cards. Pokemon. I mean, I know nothing about hey, that. Hey, dude, so kids are coming it, back. Kids are coming back and pretending like they hadn't already gotten their Pokemon cards. They wanted more. I'll tell you what. These kids nowadays, God bless them, but they don't care. Like, you, So at the bar on Sunday for football, we do this every year at Halloween. Uh, you know, there's the big Halloween parade in Tribeca with, uh, you know, all the kids parade on a Sunday for this Monday Halloween that it falls on. And uh, it sounds insufferable. No, we set this table. We set a table. Rich Manhattan up. kids walking around. Uh, you're going to be insufferable for the four and a half. Oh, I'm sorry. Hour, right. Go, go. Right? Tell your story. Tell your story. Greenwich Street Tavern. The we, bar. We Check it out when you put a here. huge bowl of candy. We just we got like ten big bags of the mixed candy. You know, like the the, the, the you know a Snickers and this that like, and we just dump it into a bowl. Right, huge big bowl. These kids come in, you know, one after another. And they just like just stuff their bed. There's no like, you know, there's no shame in their game. It's not like they take a couple, one or two. They just like big two fistfuls and just empty in the bag. It's like you needed like a security cop just to be like, all right, listen, like no more than like 10 pieces each. But kids just come in and they just see like it's a free for all. And they just like open the bag. We must have went through eight big bags of candy. But anyway. It's not cheap anymore. Yeah. Anyway. It's the parents. I blame the parents. A lot of hate in the article uh, comments this past week about my disdain for Butterfingers. So I said it was the worst chocolate candy. And like, if you're the house giving out Butterfingers, don't be that house. And man, oh man, a lot of hate. Nobody, a lot of Butterfinger fans out there I learned this past (laughs) week, Nanda. I mean, is it me? Like, Butterfingers are disgusting, I thought. But nah, I mean, you would have thought what I said. So anyway, I I learned something new this past week. But, I mean, to me, if you're not the house that's giving out Snickers, peanut M&Ms, or sneaky, sneaky, great candy, Almond Joys, like, I just want to keep going. That's how I would look at it. That's my little candy rant. That's why I wanted to know what type of candy you uh, gave out. Reese's you gave out? 
It's not bad. That's a uh, safe. That's a safe play. That's a safe peanut play. butter cups and pieces. Yeah, that's but safe. You, you're safe. You're not. You're not moving the needle too much, right there. That's you like the house. Eh, you know the defeat. They also got a pack. Of, they also got three Pokemon cards in a pack. Everybody right. who wanted one. Like I said, I, I can't. I really don't know about that. You know, I'm burying the needle. Yeah. Anyway, back to football. This trade deadline. Besides Hawkinson, Nando, what other moves uh, did you, you know? Did, did, got you a little interested in it? Anything? None of, honestly, man, no. Really? Like, like, Naheem Hines? Like, Naheem Hines to Buffalo? Oh, what's, what does that do to his value? I mean, he was a pass-catching back who was involved well, you just put him in, in the, the Indianapolis offense. Sure, but you just put him in the best offense in football right now. So, you know, is, is he going to catch six balls a well, game a crowd, now from Josh backfield. Guy wasn't He wasn't playing much. He wasn't lighting the, the box score up in, in Indianapolis. But now yeah, he but it's can, not like he went to – you know, the Giants, and then they revealed Saquon Barkley was hurt. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, all right, Devin Singletary's there. I guess James Cook is still there. Why would you say, why would you throw that out there as an option? Saquon's hurt. I mean, come on. I was just trying to have think a, of a team that had a uh, bell cow kid. back. All right, it's not like they traded him to Vegas, and then you find out 10 minutes later, Josh Jacobs. There you go. By the way, I think Brandon Bolden right now is the guy I'm going to grab. I think Brandon Bolden's going to be a, I got a feeling. Oof. Maybe it's not a feeling. But he's like he's a very underrated direct backup to the starter. Okay. You know they don't have that James Richard put, like in there anymore. You know what I mean? Jalen Richard, yeah. Jalen Richard, yeah. Sorry, Jalen Richard, James White. No, sorry, yeah, James yeah. White. I was, you know. Uh, yeah. I, they don't have him anymore. You know what I mean? It's not like that. Oh, so who would take over if he got hurt? Yeah. Like it's it's pretty. Brandon Bolden would be the guy if he got hurt. But you know what? This past week, I saw I saw a lot of Amir Abdullah. And if you remember in, in draft season, Amir Abdullah was a really popular uh, late round pick. You know, that 15th round pick we were putting yes. on our teams is like our yeah. sixth running back to be uh, the third down back there in the PPR. Then the season starts and it was just like, okay, we were wrong here. It's Brandon Bolden as the, you know, the, the direct backup. Zamir White uh, got off to a slow start. So you got to remember, Zamir White's still there. Um, he would be more of an early down back if Jacobs went down or anything like that. But I don't know. It, that's tough. And I, I've, I'll be honest with you, Nando. Like I said, I started the year off with a lot of Amir Abdullah late round shares. Then I dropped them to pick up Bolden. Uh, you know, he got hurt for a couple weeks. I dropped him. I'm just out of the game, man. I'm just out. It's Josh Jager. <laughs> That's it. You know, sometimes you got to admit defeat. Sometimes you just got to say, listen, I'm going to I'll go speculate somewhere else. I'll go speculate on another team. And yeah. and, and that's the way I look at it because there's just too many too many mouths to feed there. Now that I see Amir Abdullah back in the mix, um, you know, that's it. But it's, listen, it's Josh Jacobs' show there. He had his first off game, it seemed like, all season this past week. But like I said, you know, they got shut out. So everybody pretty much took the week off in Vegas. Uh, interesting, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I was just, you know, it's funny. I, I was just going to say that one really interests me. The whole dynamic between San Francisco and Miami right now, Nando, interests me. Because let's start with Miami. You know, they ship out Chase Edmonds to Denver. That's going to be another cluster, you know what, in, in Denver now. Because Gordon looks like crap. Latavius Murray looks like he's still running with a piano on his back. Now they bring in Edmonds. So now it's a three-headed mix there. They're probably all useless. Um, the whole offense sucks anyway. But back to Miami. They, they you know, uh, they went and transformed it into, you know, San Francisco of the East. You know, yeah. they, they have yeah. Mostert who was dominating the backfield anyway, 80, 85%. But 
they really must have not liked Edmonds at all and what he could do in, in that system. And so what do they do? They go out and get Wilson. Jeff Wilson is on a – we've talked about this through the weeks. Jeff Wilson was saving a lot of my teams because um, he was a, a running back that I was at, I was drafting uh, in, in that, you know, he was like a 12th rounder, and it was just a good shot to take. Um, Wilson comes to Miami. He knows the system, but on top of it, you're getting a lead back in Mostert that's always banged up. He's always on the – you know, the, the practice report is a, a questionable early in the week, but then he makes it to game time. But, you know, what's the chance of Mostert actually making it through all 17, 18 regular season games here? So I was going to drop Jeff Wilson in a lot of my leagues tomorrow night. Uh, you know, he was one of those guys that was right on the fringe of being like, all right, listen, he's useless here. We got to eat. You know, San Fran was heading into a bye week. Eli Mitchell was getting ready to come back. I was like, listen, I, what am I going to do with a guy that gets six or seven carries in an right. offense, doesn't catch a ball? What is he going to give me, 30 rushing yards? He, Elijah Mitchell's used. coming back. Exactly, which I just said, but you missed because you were writing down uh, I was topics actually. over there. <laughs> so let's just ignore what I say. It's so obvious when you check out. You just give like – I'm doing this for you. No, you know what you do? You just give like a couple – uh-huh, like, you know, like here and there. But anyway, listen – I was about to drop him, but not anymore because he's a perfect guy to you know to stash and and, and save, um, and he might play thirty forty percent role in this offense that he knows very well. So they have a nice backfield now: Mostert and Wilson. Will one of them be a top fifteen back? Only if the other one goes down and misses. And Wilson some time. Wilson knows the offense pretty well. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. But also, uh, listen. Not only Mil Wilson is no longer droppable, but now Eli Mitchell, who we all got rid of and dropped, wouldn't have been dropped if you if you had him rostered and you were about to drop him. Now you really can't because you know McCaffrey's no uh, picture of health either. So who knows? Maybe they come off the bye. McCaffrey gets banged up. All of a sudden, Eli Mitchell's back in the picture as the backup running back. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, that was an interesting trade. I think it kept a lot of these guys back in the mix um, as rosterable running backs. All right. I, uh, I don't know. It just seems like a shoulder shrug to me, this entire trade deadline. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, um, I don't know why you we don't. We spent thirty minutes. We just wasted thirty minutes talking about it. So, because uh, you wanted to, we spent five minutes on Halloween candy. Also, that was also because you wanted to. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that I'm surprised with the Naheem. The Butterfingers is garbage. Don't make me. Don't go back into that because it sticks to your teeth. I th yeah, and it just tastes like crap. It's not. It's not a good tasting candy, and it sticks inside your teeth bad. It's like it serves no purpose. That and you know what the other candy was? Oh, you're gonna make me go down this road again. Laffy taffy. Or now no, Milky Way is so terrible too, and I don't know why. It's it's a useless candy. Uh, the Naheem Hines trade though to Buffalo. I'm surprised you're not interested in that more because I could see him actually being like a low end RB two that you could flex out in lineups. It definitely knocks the um, you know the luster of all of us that were getting uh, excited about James Cook's prospects for the rest of the season as he took over you know the 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 running back RB two role yeah. in Buffalo. You could pretty much forget about that now. But um, Naheem Hines, I could see him being a, you know a 
See, Buffalo, you got to remember, Buffalo in the offseason, if you remember, they signed J.D. McKissick to that offer sheet, right? Right, right. And then it backfired. Washington signed him. Then they've always been in talks of trying to get that, you know, third down, passing down type. It seemed like all season long. And then, and then they went out and obviously beforehand went and drafted James Cook, that type of running back. Um, and he, now they finally got him. So they must have a plan for this type of player. So what better way to, you know, you don't get J.D. McKissick in the summertime, but you get a better J.D. McKissick now in Naheem Hines. So I could see Naheem Hines catching five, seven balls every week in this offense, depending on how much they want to lean on Devin Singletary. I like the Hines in Buffalo the most out of the, the moves today. I do, but I, I don't know. I think I kind of like Chase Edmonds in Denver. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That could break. I mean, I could see this being Chase Edmonds, you know, in the playoffs, starting with like 1280 and then like 14-116 and then 23-111 and two touchdowns. Like that kind of run. The that, fact uh, that you just threw out three weeks of weird-ass numbers. I know, but that's why so has, the first one has to be weird. Nando, it was like <laughs> the first one has the to second have, playoff week 116 yards. Not really. It's a progression. Oh, it's, it's really more yards per carry. It's like he gets a ton of yards off few carries. So the next week they give him a handful more carries and he does it again. Right. And by the next week he's the bell cow. That's what I meant. Mm. Like, I, I I could see that progression and then, like, him becoming, like, who was that guy on the Chiefs who won a bunch of titles, uh, like, five, six years ago? Oh, God. Um, who came out of nowhere uh, and then played for the Dolphins for a couple of years. Uh, crap. Chiefs running back. Come on, man. You should know uh, this stuff. I, you hit me with that out of nowhere. Not Darrell Williams. Uh, all right, I'll figure it out. Yeah, he stumped me on that one. Blanking. Well, it's because I was still playing at the end of the season, the playoffs. So I remember when he showed up. And Wait, he was just like, what were you doing in the fantasy playoffs? Now I know you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> what a kid. What, <laughs> what a kidder. Was... Oh, man. All right. I'm sure people are shouting so, at this, like saying. That'll be a good one. him. Yeah. yeah that, right. If we don't have the answer by the end of the show. Uh, we'll, well, I'm we'll afraid to look it up now because I'm going to repeat something you already said. We'll let <laughs> We'll let Twitter answer it. Uh, you know, your favorite fantasy Twitter. Yeah, we'll have that by the end of the show. Hey, I'll exciting. Just in the rundown, who was that guy with a bunch of points a few years ago? There you go. Okay. Listen, were you uh, you were you entertained this past week eight uh, with the one o'clock games with all the points that we saw? Yeah, and you hate saw, one o'clock games. Saw. Um, sore. I think it's sore is how you say it. Yeah, no, saw. That's bad. That's my Staten Island accent that I'm sure I'll get called out on as usual. Only if you call yourself out. Yeah. What you're doing. <laughs> that's true. But no, there was a lot of exciting one o'clock games. And then as usual, it seems like, you know, the you know, the schedule died at four o'clock. The four o'clock games are pretty damn boring, other than the Christian McCaffrey blow up game. But uh, the one o'clock games were pretty high scoring this past week, and we saw a big time fantasy, uh, big time fantasy production, finally. And uh, there was a lot of high scores this past week. I know I had a handful of teams that went over two hundred points. Most of them are like buried in the bottom half of uh, a league, so it really didn't help me much. Well, this is how you start, right? Uh, I hope so. You know, I, you never give up. You never give it. You know, you never. It was a no lot surrender. of it. It was a. <laughs> That did sound like the song, right? Never give up. Never surrender. 
But you know what I'm noticing? Uh, uh, that's what I'm noticing, Nando. These past couple weeks, my teams that really weren't strong and got off to good starts, like the first five weeks, and were like in the bottom half of the league, are now starting to like surge, while the teams that I had that were in first and second place are fading. And it's it's really annoying. Like, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and... Uh, I have I had two big time teams that were five and zero. Matter of fact, my NFFC Diamond team, which is uh, my highest entry and my biggest league, started off five and zero and had a two hundred point lead on the rest of the field. Nice. And I've now lost three weeks in a row, and everyone's like come back to point wise. I've come in back to the field, and another really strong NFFC Primetime team that started off five and zero. I've lost three weeks in a row there. So my teams that were really strong, um, I don't know why it is either. Now. I, I mean, I know one of the main reasons is Lamar Jackson and I'm just losing guys left and right. And the teams that were bad, a lot of them have DJ Moore on them and DJ Moore is now getting hot. How about DJ Moore, huh? DJ Moore, I'm telling you, your boy. Yeah, you want to say it? Would you drop Russell Wilson and Derek Carr for PJ Walker? God, Nando, I can't do it. I'm sure the answer is probably the right answer might be yeah, especially yeah. after what we saw uh, from PJ Walker. But you also got to take into accountability the, the the matchups and the type of teams they're playing. Like this Carolina Atlanta game was fire, right? It was they go in, they're in the dome. Atlanta's defense isn't good. AJ Terrell is out, so DJ Moore has a field day. Um, your boy Dante Foreman. Let's get it out of the way. Oh, hey man, he's our dude. Look, I don't know why you know. You know, why can't you accept that as this show's uh, guy, it, not just my guy? It is. Well, Dante Foreman. If you've listened to me and Nando for the last like four years, it's just Damian Nando's. Williams. Damian Williams. That's who you were That's talking about. Was. Kansas City. All right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could thank Jake Seely. I texted him. I knew he would know. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you didn't take you, whatever. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What was they just saying? No, so this Atlanta game was, was just back You're trying and to figure forth. out if it was saw or sore. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, great game, but DJ Moore now is on fire. PJ Walker yep. has obviously unlocked DJ Moore's season here. Yeah. So that's all it takes. I, I guess so, but it's so weird. Just every year we see this, and, and it's just someone that gets off to a really horrific first five or six weeks, and then his season takes off. 
And yeah, well, like Terry McLaurin, it's the quarterback. Like Terry McLaurin is amazing thing. with Ter- Heineke. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. People giving up on him and oh my god, what do we do? Do we bench Terry McLaurin after you know the five six weeks? And now these last couple of weeks, it looks like Terry McLaurin is back to being, you know, a, a, a upside wide receiver too, a high end wide receiver too because of Heineke. So yeah, Walker and Heineke have unlocked these guys and taken them back from wide receiver four territory back into wide receiver two territory. And, um, you know, let's see. Another guy that, speaking of Carolina, it, it pissed me off. See this, you were right, Nando, last week. This this offense is interesting. But the guy that I'm interested in. <laughs> that means a lot. By the way, you know what? I don't think people listening know how much that means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know why? Let me before I get to the guy I want to talk about. I just want to tell you that how angry I was this past Sunday, not only at watching football and this Dante Foreman performance because I was playing against him in like four of my five biggest leagues. Nando, I looked across and the team I was playing had Dante Foreman in their yeah. lineup, and you could have had him, and it was like. Before the week even started, before the game even started, the Sunday kicked off, I was like, Dante Foreman's going to get me. And I blamed it all on you. I said, I just know that Foreman's going to have a huge game and I'm going to have to sit here and suffer all week long and then talk to you and have Dante Foreman get wiped all in my face. 32. 32, People hear the same thing every week. Well, I I hear you. But 32 fantasy points. Chubba Hubbard goes... Gets inactive with the ankle injury we learned on like Friday or Saturday. So you just knew the big Foreman game was coming. Here's the here's the bad part. I'm sorry to make this more about me here, but it is the Chris Vaccaro show. Yeah, I think people are used to it. I have Dante Foreman on three very big teams in the NFFC. You know how many of the three big teams I played him on? Zero. Exactly. So not only did I get, you know, it kicked down my throat in a couple big spots, but I had to watch him sit on my bench. Now you're going to say, well, come on, dude, how did you not get Dante Foreman in? No, I was going to say, look, the good news is you could this week. I mean, it looks like they never, stop I'm Cincinnati. Sure, I'm sure it's never, I'm sure that game is the one for the, the year that he performs like that with three touchdowns, but it's crazy. You look, uh, you know, I couldn't get him in my lineups. I had like three really solid running backs or four really good wide receivers that I couldn't take the chance and even put Foreman in my lineup. And then what happened? Again, what's been happening to me all season and a lot of fantasy players, your lineup looks really good. You have strong options and good players. And then three or four guys just crap the bed. You know, I have to, I I ate the Rashad Bateman zero last Thursday. I ate a Gus Edwards six point performance in a good spot. I then come to Sunday, I eat Cortland Sutton's two and a half points on Sunday morning before the day even gets started, you know? Um, De- Devonta Smith for the Eagles, a five, five or six point game. Like, these are guys that I own heavily all, all around. It's just, you know, how do you how do you get a Devonta Foreman in your lineup when you're dealing with guys like this, proven guys? So, I don't that know. makes sense. Yeah. I, and also, I think, like, there is a piece of you that just hates... <laughs> putting him in your lineup. I don't I don't hate on uh, any player if they if I think they're going to help me. But last week, speaking of some Carolina, some bit of your subconscious is saying no. Yeah, I will tell you what, for a couple bucks in a, in a handful of spots last week, 
Um, and this oh, wait is a second. A, uh, Don't we have money coming to us for the NFBC? Yes. Oh, you're just going to hoard that and not say I that? T- no, I mean, we finished in second place. This is what you want to bring up now during our football show in November. Well, I was just thinking about it was a second place. Picked, it was a second players that I picked that you don't like that you don't like to put in the lineups out of spite. Uh, it was an it was. I told you after the season we'll put that money. Yeah, like we're just we always put it to do next year. To yeah. next year. So anyway, back on track. Um, for a couple of bucks, I picked up. <laughs> we used Terrace to have a steak Marshall. dinner. We used to have a steak dinner around this time. Well, oh, I love little... Terrace, dude. Terrace Marshall. So Terrace Marshall plays ninety five percent of the snaps, and it, he catches four balls for eighty eight yards. And it pissed me off because I picked him up for a couple bucks last week. And I didn't play him, obviously. It was just a speculative ad. And yeah. I'm like, all right, good. This is what I wanted to see at a Marshall. But then I looked at the ownership, even going into this past weekend, of you know uh, where he was picked up in the NFFC. And he was only like 23% owned still as you go into this week. And I was shocked by that because I remember us talking about him last week and last week's show that I thought he would be a very popular ad. And usually those guys, you know, we're usually pretty accurate on the guys that are going to be the, you know, popular ads and you see their ownership go from a 20 or 30%. And then once waivers run in the NFFCs, 90% own or whatever. But Terrace Marshall wasn't a popular ad at all this last week. So I'm glad I got him in a couple spots, but I'm not happy that I didn't pick him up in more places because this week now, after that performance, and with all these teams on by, he's going to go, you know, for a lot more money this week and, and probably be 100% owned straight across high-stakes leagues after this waiver uh, run. I think the big problem with that is no one believed in Carolina. Like, no one believed in P.J. Walker. No one mm-hmm. believed in Carolina. No one was paying attention like, what Steve Wilkes was doing with this team. Right. Um, and, I mean, they're, I mean, like, you know, like he's like, I guess in a weird way, he let Ben McAdoo run the offense, you know, like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Steve Wilkes is the head coach. And he's got a defensive mind. So, you know, he's kind of just, you know, not, I guess, I, I assume Matt Rule was probably tinkering here and there, like imposing his own will. Yeah. And he's brought that team together. And, you know, you get rid of McCaffrey and it just unleashes some things. And uh, you, you're allowed to, that, that offense is totally different. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, there you go. I mean, how I, crazy was that with the DJ Moore touchdown bomb at the end of the game and they're oh, celebrating man, I was going nuts I and he, was going nuts no you weren't and I was you weren't and he takes it was 20 his, minutes later when I read about it so what I, <laughs> when the NFL network finally showed the highlight 20 minutes later you were going crazy very funny <laughs> weren't you wine tasting by the way this past Sunday no uh on Saturday I was making wine oh okay Okay. Yeah, there's a difference. Gotcha, gotcha. But he actually does give you, he gives you like two bottles. Okay. Uh, and there were four of us. Yeah. And like three of them were driving. So it was basically just me like chugging wine. Nice. Good for it's you. great. Like he gives you the wine that other people make. And he's like, here's like a tinny yellow. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I just pour him like, this is delicious. We should make this next year. Wine tasting. But we can only make one barrel, you know. Nando wine tasting on the weekends. You're so bougie. It's God, not tasting. You used to be it, such It was a... crushing the grapes and yeah. taking the leaves oh, out. We, we, did you have your shoes off? Were you stomping the grapes like? Yeah, that's good. No, actually, Lucy. In two weeks is when you press. If you really must know the process, I nobody cares. Nobody wants to know the process. Yeah, people want to hear more about your butterfingers. Hey, it's Halloween, by the way. Yeah, Halloween was yesterday. I'm just saying. By the time they listen, it's going to be all souls. It's going to be November second. No one cares about Halloween. Uh, it's Christmas time. People are still eating their Halloween candy. I could guarantee you that on November second, two days after Halloween. I know I have the the bags of candy that I had out. For 
to give the kids that came ar around my neighborhood. I still have like two full bags of candy here. So I'm sure that's an extra five or 10 pounds on my fat ass in the next couple of weeks. You don't have to eat them. You know, when I was a kid, we, uh, who has that self-control? Donate, donate them to go bring them to the hospital. I must've had like, kids. I must've had like six different pieces of candy throughout the day today. Just Snickers here, Kit Kat here, just terrible. This is a tough week. If you're, if you love food and candy like me, it's a tough week. Anyway, what you used to do back? We used to feed the poor. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, you got to prop yeah, yourself up how great uh, you are? God. I'm just saying you I, can bring the candy to a hospital. And, you know, like, there you go. How do I respond to that? Yes, you should. That's a great you idea. Should. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You're such a anyway, gooder. Moving along. Moving along. What other, games that, left. what other games excited you uh, this past week? Or what are you looking forward to this week? Anything? I want to see more. I want to see what Chicago looks like with Claypool. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I really think Carolina can beat Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati looked like uh, Las Vegas. Cincinnati is in trouble. I can't, I, honestly, I, God honest truth, my I've, I had a big bet on Cleveland Moneyline last night. I loved Cleveland from the That's time. That's why you're that, in such a good mood. I am. I, I mean, as bad as fantasy, I might as well try and capitalize in, in gambling or whatever right now. But I did. I, I went heavy on Cleveland last night, and I enjoyed that game thoroughly, especially as – Nick Chubb owner in, in two of my bigger leagues and Amari Cooper as well. Uh, I love that Cleveland team. You know that. Um, I didn't know that. I did. Well, uh, yes, I, I, I like I watching that Cleveland it. team. I really do. Uh, that, But Cincinnati, it was a bet against this team struggling without Jamar Chase its first game. And you might be right. It might linger for these next couple of weeks because the offense looked completely out of sync. And they didn't look good at all. You got to remember that Cleveland offense didn't have Denzel Ward and a couple other pieces, and, and they've been getting killed. But they, this Cincinnati offense just doesn't look the same without Jamar Chase in the lineup. And thank God for T. Higgins' late 40 yard touchdown catch, or he was going to bust uh, in, in a great spot because, you know, we all suspected T. Higgins would be like, all right, until Jamar Chase is back. And, again, and right now, we still don't know. Like this Jamar Chase, it's they're calling it four to six weeks. Then there was the rumors of a it's a major hip issue. They're just saying four to six weeks because once they get the second opinion, they'll rule him out for the uh, you know the season. He's done. That was the chatter for about a half of a day last week, and now they don't put him on IR, and it seems like there's more good news. So maybe he's just out two, three, four weeks, but. For the time being, you got to view T. Higgins as an elite top 10 wide receiver for fantasy, in my opinion. But it almost didn't work out. He gave 14 PPR points, but I still think T. Higgins is a top 10 fantasy receiver uh, until Jamar Chase gets back. But this team, I could see them take – I would be betting – you're right, Nando, to bet to your original point. I'd, I, I'd keep betting against Cincinnati uh, for the foreseeable future here until Jamar Chase gets back. And as bad as Carolina, you know, people think they're starting to play better. Uh, I think the line is seven points. I would be taking Carolina plus the seven again this week. I would just money line them. Could you imagine if Maybe. they beat Atlanta? They'd be first. They would. That's Cincinnati, what that was the point. By like a game, you know, like they, they I mean, like, yeah. they can still do this. Corey and I did it on the show. We went through every single game Carolina had left. And it was like, oh, yeah, all right. I guess they could, this is before they mm -hmm. lost to Atlanta, but we had them at 10 and seven. Well, they'll get Atlanta again next week. So if they could ever right. pull off this win in Cincinnati, 
uh, and then come home. That's two wins in a row. Who knows what Tampa is doing? I still have to believe that Tampa is going to find a way to win this uh, division with Brady. I don't know, I man. I, 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 Cordell Patterson's me, coming back this week, supposedly. I just can't see talent-wise Atlanta and Carolina making it through 18 weeks and surviving and outlasting Tampa. You know, I just, I don't think it'll be pretty. I think Tampa will probably win the division at nine and eight with the other teams at like, you know, eight and nine or, or seven and 10. Um, but I still think it's Tampa's division once they'll get going. They'll get, you know, they'll have that three or four game win streak at some point when they start getting it together. Uh, I just can't see a Carolina or Atlanta team doing that. But hey, it's also nice to see Kyle Pitts on the Atlanta side uh, have a nice game. And uh, I wonder if this is fool's goals again. Uh, I think it is. I feel uh, like it's like these Kyle Pitts points. Like he's getting points, and I think we're like we're yeah. And then you get a three for twelve next week. That's it. Like we're fetching him no. a little too hard for like what the numbers that's just, actually yeah, are. Yeah, but that's, we're just trying to will it into existence. That's it. You know, that's exactly what it is. That and, and the fact that we all are praying to get a, another tight end savior into the mix and. We're hoping it's the guy that we thought was going to be an elite tight end in Kyle Pitts. So we get excited when we see the five for 80 and a touchdown. But this team doesn't throw enough. And now they they got 10 running backs. Algier played well. He um, Huntley had 16 carries and played well. Now, like you said, you know, Cordaro Patterson's not – I don't know should if he'll make it back. back. We'll leave – I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see when practice starts up this week. Don't forget, Damian Williams is supposed to come off IR this week as well. So what are you supposed to do? A lot of these guys... I like, hope you're kidding. I hope you're kidding. What? You're just going to drop a Damian Williams reference in the middle of the show? <laughs> <laughs> do you realize that you did that? No. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Dude, listen, what is I this would... running... What is this... What is this team going to look like? What are they going to run the ball? 35 I would love to walk week? through your subconscious well, just one day, just for an hour. Yeah. I'd love to be in your brain for an hour, too. Like inner space. Like I'd like to sh- shrink down and just be injected inside of you for one hour and just, just float through your that brain. Sounds, that sounded really inappropriate. And then pop back out. That, would, that sounded really wrong. Well, you've so, probably never seen inner space. Hopefully the Welsh. Uh, by the way, did you like tweet out this week like your top 10 – Halloween movies or something like that. No, I don't. I don't mess with Halloween. No, nah, it was totally. It was like scariest movies. I remember because I commented on it. What was it? Just be honest. Underrated Halloween movies. It was. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. There are some good ones that people don't talk about. I didn't. I. I don't like. I didn't. Never even heard of. I think like ninety percent of the ones that you listed. Yeah, that's why they're underrated. That's the whole point. Very. I mean. Well, <laughs> hear movies never heard of. You should check them out. And they're like, well, I've never heard of those movies. No, I mean, you would yeah. think like a Halloween movie. Like, oh, Friday the 13th and Halloween and Jason and like scary movies or something like that. But yeah, everyone knows those. You name some random weird movies. I don't know. They're like, good. You, are, like, you must have watched a million movies in your lifetime that you can remember all these and whatever. Anyway. We could take this off offline. Mm-hmm. How about this? Christopher Carroll uh, comes to a city seven seven minutes away from me, sends me a picture, but doesn't ask to have lunch. How's that for friendship? You know, I, I don't even know. I really don't want to take this 
down the road here that you're trying to I'd like to see the Seattle-Arizona game. I think that's going to be great. There you go. That's be see, the, that is going to be the game of the week. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of speaking of Arizona, though, how out of control is this DeAndre Hopkins situation? Could you see this in a million years happening? Yeah, yeah, came back. Course. Yeah, I, I know. Here you go. That's of course I saw it coming. But listen, my point is this: with, with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, I wasn't on him. I, I was like, all right, I don't want to wait six weeks to get him back in a week seven for a thirty-year-old wide receiver that might be washed anyway. That when he comes back, he'll be just a complimentary five for 60 wide receiver. So why am I drafting that in a valuable fantasy round, like the sixth and seventh round of high stakes drafts where he was going? I don't want to miss half the fantasy season just holding this. There's so many things that happen in a fantasy season, like we see injuries, ineffectiveness, this, that. You just need every roster spot. So I don't want to eat up a spot. But... To look around and see the guys that were drafted in those rounds, we said Hunter Renfro, right? Now, before those guys, before that, Kadarius Toney, Elijah Moore was a popular pick of a lot of us, including myself, who's killing me. Um, It was a lot of misses. God, it's painful to even recite them. But Uh, You know, you you really are depressing to listen to on this show. I probably am. But listen, this 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 is just what fantasy players are dealing with. You're the greatest fantasy football player. Will you stop saying that? If, if you looked at my teams this year, outside I can't of four claim. or five guys, <laughs> you want to name them? Go ahead. Adam Ronas. Uh, Ronas is a great player. Me. But you know what? Let me stop you right there. Because Ronas, is great, Ronas is a great. Ronas is a great fantasy player. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, whatever. Ronas is a great fantasy player, and even he, me, and him had a conversation the other day about. This is the most challenging fantasy season we could ever remember. He was, was agreeing with you because he wants free drinks. No, he texted me that. So, and I was just agreeing with him. <laughs> I would love to see that text. Actually, forget what I said about inner space. I want to see that text chain. No. So, uh, but oh, listen, yeah, DeAndre some, Hopkins. Probably some dirty stuff in there. DeAndre Hopkins. We were just making fun of you as usual. You That's know? fine. You uh, say that to my face. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, going forward, if you put your fantasy team in a good fan in a good position and standings if you were you know three and three before hopkins came back your team's gonna take off now you just inserted a wide receiver one in the seventh round into your drafts and maybe looking back that's the way i should have looked at it you know well, it's no, like no. trading for the, it's always like it's like you're trading for you make a trade in the middle of the season yeah but for nobody that's what that's what getting deandre hopkins into your lineup is and he was guaranteed mm-hmm. you knew he was coming back you knew it yeah you knew it but you know, the reasons why I said were the reasons against it and not wanting to just hold somebody. That It wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like, all right, let me hold out and let me draft this guy in the seventh round and I'm getting this guaranteed wide receiver one stud. No, that's the reason I didn't do it. I, I like drafting players like that, that, are, uh, you know, in August they get hurt and you know they're going to miss the first three weeks of the season right, right. and you get that sick value and you're like, all right, don't worry. I, I know I, I can be a good enough drafter to put myself in a position or figure it out the first month and then get this big asset into my fantasy lineup for the rest of the season. That's not the way I looked at DeAndre Hopkins. And I have some shares of DeAndre Hopkins just at great values in, in like online championship season, but I don't have them on any of my big teams other than an auction team that I got for a couple bucks, but, and now I'm loving it. But, you know, like this is a, a wide receiver one, 
rest of the season, Kyler Murray just locks in on this guy. And just there was no better pick, believe it or not, when you look at it. I mean, Josh Jacobs was like right in that seventh, eighth round area. But if you hit the Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Hopkins, seventh, eighth round, you know, uh, back-to-back picks, you're off and running to a fantasy title this year. Yeah. Um, but there, there was just so many bad, bad picks in that area at the wide receiver position that if you, if you were smart enough to draft DeAndre Hopkins, hold him and wait and be in a good position, or draft a rookie like Chris Olave in that seventh, eighth round range, those were the two big home run picks at the wide receiver position right there. I think, wasn't Cordero Patterson around there too? Cordero Patterson was like, <clears throat> no, like, you know, 100 to 115 overall. All right. You know, and he was a running back. So, again, terrible point by you. No, I was just, the, you, no, no, wait, wait. wait. Talking receivers. No. You talk Josh Jacobs. Well, I did bring up, you're right. You know what, I apologize then. You're right. Because I think you could get, Rashad Penny would have been around there too. And again, yeah, unfortunate, but I mean, like, those two guys would have been a nice boost for the first four weeks to have. Mm-hmm. You know, then I, I guess I assume you would have pivoted off and maybe backed him up with Kenneth Walker or something, but still, like... Well, Kenneth Walker is now... You know, there are a handful of picks that are emerging in that 8 to 12 round range that are... You know, I hate to use that fantasy term that we all use, the league winner, you know, but besides Jacobs and Hopkins, now Ken Walker... You know, he was going in that range. Miles Sanders was going in that range. He's um, Dallas Goddard at the tight end position. And even George Kittle slipping into that seventh round range. But, um, you know, there there was some nice – to me, when you look at the whole fantasy board and draft board now as we're going into week nine, you know – You do that every night still, right, before you go to bed? (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) <laughs> there was just, but the mid rounds, Nando. My my point is the mid rounds. That round three to round team four, six, yeah, yeah. yeah team four. Oh, break know, out man. the break out the lotion. Don't that's what don't you, do it. It's a family show. Uh, you you're the one making the noises over there. You creep. I was just I was admiring team four. Uh, round three to six was like a disaster. Oh, team four's interests. See, <laughs> team four. The Welsh. You're gonna have a. Welsh is going to have a field day with this this podcast. Oh, Team Four's man. pet peeves. <laughs> Selfishness. Oh, my God. Let me see. Oh. Team Four likes a sense of humor. <laughs> Team Seven, what a wide receiver run. Oh, yeah. Terrible. This is we've, – we've, we've gone off the hinges. What is wrong with you, man? You're sick. <laughs> You're sick. Giving out Pokemon cards, too. You're a creep. You're uh, that's sick. Not, actually, oh, yeah, with the You're most popular sick. house in the block. Yeah, well, give Pokemon cards out. Give chocolate and candies out like a normal human being. Give both. Give both. You're going to be that old person when you're in your 70s and 80s that gives out, like, nickels and pennies in the candy bag. Remember those, give out remember those crazy people back in the day, the old people that would... You'd go to their house and you'd open up your candy bag and they drop like twelve cents in it, and you'd be like, "What? what? Why would you do that?" I don't know. You like, do that two hundred times. That adds up. It, so it's pretty generous. Oh, yeah, I knew you would spend that. There you go. <laughs> generous. <laughs> come home with, come home with eighty-eight pennies. Oh, so what, man? You know how much those eighty-eight pennies would be worth today if you kept them? In yeah, your right? Geno Smith rookie car, which is, by the way, worth a lot. Mm-hmm. 
right now. Okay. So go ahead. Mock yeah. it all you'd like. Hey, that but that Arizona Seattle game is gonna be interesting. By the way, Nando. Yeah. Did you I know you didn't look at the schedule. I don't even know why I was about to say that, but how many games are at four o'clock window for the NFL this upcoming week? Oh, I look at that for Quick. you too. Very good, Nando. Yeah. Wow. And you said it with confidence, so it wasn't a guess. I Two. Hate, I you know what's crazy? You love these four o'clock games, and I think because you watch the games in a bar and like it just like the electricity just completely goes away. When you just have two games on, you got to go back and forth between two games uh-huh. instead of like bouncing around between eight. Right. Like by four o'clock, I'm just like, All right, I've had my football for the day. Oh my god, I can't believe as a fantasy analyst and, <laughs> and you just said that I've had my football for the day. I'm good if there are just two like, games. Uh, that's I have it. To keep I'm shutting off the NFL Network. It's time to watch another Halloween movie. Well, no, that's Christmas at four o'clock. Yeah. No. I'll give you a list of underrated Christmas games. I mean, listen, I know I complain about this all the time, but it's bad enough when the NFL gives us three games at 4 o'clock, but now you want to slap us in the face and give us two? Well, there are a lot of buys. Another, I mean, I don't want to go down that road either, too. I mean, why put six teams on a buy when there was two teams on a buy last week? I mean, that's just stupidity. But stupidity. You put six teams on a buy. You only get, I mean, there's eight games at one o'clock. Like, how about we shift? Minnesota, huh? Washington, probably. I don't. Play. I don't care. Take any of those games, any of them, any of the eight, and put them at four o'clock. At least you give me seven games at one o'clock and a three-game mix at uh, four o'clock. I mean, what are I we like doing? It. Like it works. Like, but yeah, because you don't want to watch football anymore at four o'clock. You well, say. no. I mean, like I can start making notes. Like I, I get excited when there's a, for the next day. I get excited when there's a London game because I get a whole morning and afternoon and night of football straight through of 14 yeah, hours like too. Like, yeah that gets me excited you you're checking out at, at 2 p.m uh, you know you're shutting down the tv that's all right i'll just look at the that. i'll just look at the box i'll just ask chris what happens <laughs> i just find I'll out, out play by play i just i just it look tells at me just, penalties just look at justin field's box score in the morning oh look at that oh, god eaves anyway I am oh, Bears, Bears box score. You were right. You were right about Justin Fields though three weeks ago when you said it and it was a crazy <laughs> statement. And Justin It was not Fields, crazy. It was logic. Justin, it was logic. It wasn't logic. Stop. If it was one hundred percent logic. If you were actually watching that was Justin letting him Field, do more. All right. Okay. It was a coaching staff that was saying, Okay, listen, we're gonna let you throw a little more, we're gonna open up your game a little more. Mm-hmm. We trust you now, you trust this offense, it's a brand new it's a getsy offense, it's a brand new offense for you. You know, let's let's slowly acclimate you to this. Okay, boom, now go. That's, oh. It was a rope-a-dope. They're doing rope-a-dope with Justin Fields. Rope-a-dope. Okay. Well, I guess you're right. Let's see how uh, let's see how he performs again this week versus Miami. Um, be a nice test. They just traded for Bradley Chubb, and the Miami defense is a nice streaming defense, uh, in my opinion. I'd, I'd go and pick them up on the waiver wire because we're all just trying to rotate defenses every week. But that's one defense I'd focus in on. So we got to shut the show down, but I do yeah. want to ask you this question, which I think is going to answer ten minute answer. Uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot of buzz about holding on to the Dallas DST. What are you doing? I feel like you're mocking me because I said this a couple weeks ago. So now you want to mock me, but uh, absolutely, you hold on to Dallas's defense, hundred percent. Go drop something else. You don't give up Dallas's defense. Another huge. Would you game drop Drake there. London? I'm stealing this question oh. from Fabiano's show. I was driving around and I heard it. 
And someone asked that don't, exact don't question. That's, I'm like, oh, that's don't ask that stupid of a question. You don't drop Drake along the. What are we playing in a ten team Yahoo league? I think he was the yeah, guy asking well, the question. Yeah, I think he was. Then this isn't the show to, to answer that question. You don't drop. Fabiano said the same thing. Uh, don't well, drop Drake London. Exactly. You don't drop Dallas's defense either, Nando. I told you. Yeah, there's there's three uh, defenses. Made that mistake with New with New England a couple of years ago. Buffalo's yeah, defense, yeah. Dallas's defense, and Philadelphia Eagles defense. Those are the only three defenses I hold, uh, no matter what, through their bye weeks. Uh, if you have those three defenses, you don't have to search anywhere else, uh, and you just play them versus anybody, everybody, uh, every week. So. That's uh, that's the way I look at fantasy defenses, but there really aren't any good ones. I streamed Cleveland's defenses in a handful of leagues. That worked out good for me last night, just betting on the fact that Chase was out and Burrow, um, you know, would struggle without him. And they gave, uh, I think, 13 points last night. So, you, you know, you're constantly just playing the streaming game. I know I'm doing that in a lot of my leagues, and I've been more on the wrong side than the right side. So it's been very frustrating uh, streaming fantasy defenses this year. Cowboys haven't played anybody. I don't care. And you know what? They played, schedule is great. They played the Bucks. They played the Bengals. All right, the Bengals. Uh, I mean, you just have the Bucks and the, the Bengals. Giants. They haven't the played Bucks. anybody. They played Tom Brady and the Bucks. They played Bucks the Bucks without God. Yeah, Tom, oh yeah, Tom Brady's been awesome this year. Yeah, he's been amazing. I, know, it's, I mean, you act like the, they just. Uh, the Giants, the Commanders, the Rams. Then they got the Eagles. They got creamed by the Eagles. They gave mm-hmm. twenty eight points to them. Then they the Lions and the Bears. They gave twenty nine points to the Bears. Yeah, they gave up twenty nine points to the Bears, and they caused a bunch of turnovers and got another defensive touchdown. And that's Splash what you plays. want. Gene Clemens calls them. Spot. Yo, this is that's why what you, you want. Love the Cowboys. Listen to this string of games coming up after the bye. Yeah, I believe man. Four twenty five p.m. Four twenty five p.m. Four thirty p.m. That's the <laughs> Thanksgiving Day game. They got another 425 p.m. game in December. Yeah, that's why I love them, because they play at 430. This is why you sweat the Cowboys so hard. Look at that schedule. Oh. We got to go. We got to go on that note. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you've taken this show off the roads as usual. <laughs> you actually did. Out of control. Several times. Yeah, you should, bro, I should bring up Halloween candy one more time before we go. Hey, you want to talk about streaming defenses on Sneak right now? Pick up the Giants defense. They come out of their bye. They come out of their bye with the Lions and the Texans. That'll be a good defense for a couple of weeks. That's great. I like that. I'll leave you with that note. All right. Lovely. Uh, thank you all for joining us. I have no idea if you made it this far, but if you did, uh, you know. The, the real ones have... Make sure you check out the Greenwich Street Tavern, New York's uh, most exclusive Christmas bar. Ask from for now Nando. until the new year. Ask for Nando at the door. Yeah. They'll, find a guy bartender. It won't be hard. And ask for Nando. We got to go. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the Chris Vaccaro Show. I'm starring Chris Vaccaro. Written by Chris Vaccaro. Run down by Chris Vaccaro. Um, ruined by Nando DeFino. Ruined by Nando DeFino. Run down by Nando DeFino. They're anagrams. Nobody we'll has. talk to you later. We love you all. Goodbye. Peace.